0: with the sad news that uh, Meat Loaf has passed after it seems quite a uh, a long illness um, it's no age to, to die at 74 you know I, I thought I'd revisit one of his albums but I know a lot of people will be saying well you know bat out of hell and that w- is really where they'll stop I think you know and then they'll talk about his films and Fight Club and all of that and um, quite right to do that but he did make a lot of other albums as well you know and it's a varied career in which he had the, um, the support of Jim Steinman and then worked away from that and their relationship waxing and waning and, you know, went on to, to do other um, songs with other writers and and all of that with um, some great success and sometimes not so much success. But I've gone back to, I suppose, a, a, a hit for him. It's his fourth album, uh, It's Bad Attitude. Um, in 84, and I've not listened to this for quite some time. It's got a, a couple of Steinman tracks on it. And it's got a big um, a big hit for him, actually. Certainly in the UK, Modern Girl. Which, you know, I mean, it's, it's a really... Quite a lot of, of what we get with um, Meatloaf after Bat Out of Hell is really hot, overwrought, sweaty musical theater, big full songs and this is certainly one of those but but with having a big dramatic chorus big you know big sing it's got a sharpness to it as well quite a lot of the stuff on this album has a sort of I don't know whether this is by more luck than good judgment but um, it's really good stuff in that it has a sort of mid 60s girl and boy group feel to it. Bad attitude, the, the, the track up front has that has that um that's that feel. It's it's driven by Sarah Durkee and, and Paul Jacobs, who also wrote modern girl, and it has a sort of rockabilly feel to it. It's got a sort of um rolling feel in that way. Dramatic, it's fun, it's got that it does have that kind of that kind of mid-60s um sort of, I don't know, ready steady go feel to it. I mean, you have got a couple of Steinman tracks here, and the feel is that uh, he's waiting for Steinman, Left was waiting for uh, Jim Steinman to write those songs, but he took, um, uh, you know, so long to do that that he went on to other writers, which is understandable. But um, there are a couple of tracks um, of his here, Nowhere Fast, um, you know, which is, has it's got a kind of mid-80s feel to it. It's not what I'd expect from Jim Steinman, really. has uh, got, uh, however, you know, you have to, you have to qualify that by saying, what do we expect from Jim Steinman? You know, there was lots of. Di- He's not just listen to Bat Out of Hell, and Bat Out of Hell Two, and Bat Out of Hell Three, and listen to Bad for Good, and that's Jim Steinman. Because it's not, is it? But this has got bubbly synths and real synth pops in it, real 80s art of noise synth pops. It does have a big musical theatre chorus. It's lovely. Huge female backing in it. It's got a guitar solo, which is really rock and really, um, really tough, but also really jaunty and sweet as well. And then we've got the, 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 the two Steinman tracks are in the middle of the album, really. So we've got Surf's Up. It's a big ballad with piano. Again, the footlights are there. You know, you've really got that big theatre feel here. And, and some the female backing vocals are here again, but really pushing through here. Soulful, huge guitar, massive song. You could see this one from space. Oh, absolutely. And um, then we go into things like Jumping the Gun, which has got those 80s slapping drums and a kind of pushy guitar Again, though, it has a 60s feel. And Don't Leave Your Mark on Me has those tissue-soft drums. But because they've got the bass um, working with, driving it through with those synth washers, it's got real attitude to it, real groove. And it does have a very 80s feel to it. But, you know, it really sounds great. And there's, I mean, he's on form here. His voice is extraordinary here. He takes all of that stuff. He has that Big, dramatic, emotional. You know, quite a lot of his stuff. I'll use the word overwrought. Just feel overwrought. But then, that's because he's got such a lot in his voice and such a rounded, natural voice and such a um, and such a. He really sells a song. And of course, you know, he was in musical theatre before he became a big star. You know, with Bath Out of Hell, and he was in the Rocky Horror Show, and and I mean the Rocky Horror Picture Show as well. And he really does. Sell the emotion of the song, and sell the story of the song, and um, that's something that you don't often get in rock singers in that way. It, it finishes this album with um, with a uh, with a John Parr track. Well, does not finished, but it's got, it's got a John Parr track on there, which is "Cheating in Your Dreams." It's an enormous ballad, but with a John Parr did this so well, of course, they would get together in Rock and Roll Mercenaries, wouldn't they, a few years later? Great track, that, for the time. And this is a, um, a sort of ballad with a rock spine underneath it that was going to become so enormous in the following year and towards the end of the 80s. And this is what John Parr does so well, did so well, and uh, still does so well, I presume. It, it is a really overlooked album, this. It's got a an 80s sort of quite thin production, a bright production, but that's not a problem because his voice is so big and rounded and seasoned. When I mean seasoned, I don't mean it don't mean he's been doing it for ages. I mean it sounds like a voice from the past. It sounds like a big 70s voice. It sounds like that. And to have that juxtaposition on this album is really very special. I mean, Modern Girl's a great track. But all through this album, we've got some great musical theatre, big emotional rock songs. And we don't get much of that these days. I hope that people do go back to his albums, not just Bat Out of Hell Now, and look at those, because they are a mixed bag. But certainly, this album and some of the later ones, like, um, like, um, well, I mean, I suppose the the kind of albums I'm thinking about are albums like Hang Hang Cool Teddy Bear. I had to go and check that because I want to make sure I get the right, um, the right title. Um, and also actually, Hell in a Handbasket isn't bad, you know. He's a rich vein of form later on in his career. But this is really good to revisit, and I'm really pleased that I did. And it's a sad reason why I went to, to, to look for that album. But do have a listen to his stuff. He's really left a big musical legacy there. With Tim Steinman, but also with others. Ta-ta.